Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is the Monday after Wild Card Weekend. Still got Rams Cardinals to go tonight, but five games are in the books. This is Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Hamas are with you, joined by Matt Verderam. Matt, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Doing well, guys. How are you? Great. This Phenomenal. is the first time first time this year we've done a show where we don't have an entire slate of games to break down. We have five games to break down. One more on the way, like you said. Uh, Rams-Cardinals will be kicking off in a little bit tonight. Um, but, Matt, we have our rematch, my friend. Last, last year, AFC Championship, Buffalo loses to Kansas City. This year, Buffalo gets the revenge in the regular season, but now we are going to the divisional round. And I want to know, uh, coming from you, the confidence level going into this after watching what what the Buffalo Bills just did to New England. Um, a, a quick little preview, and then we'll we'll talk about the Chiefs game. We'll talk about the Bills game, but a quick little preview for this coming week when Buffalo will travel to Kansas City. I mean, I said it on a spaces, and I think I said it on my podcast. And I even tweeted. I thought the Bills played the best football game I've ever seen a team play, like ever, regular season, postseason, ever. It was the most complete domination of a decent football team. Uh, I mean, they they just kicked their ass in every phase of the game and did it for 60 minutes. I, I give it to McDermott. They didn't even pull their guys. I mean, they didn't let up. Nothing. They just pounded them. That was, look, as, as a Chiefs fan, um, and it wasn't 20 years of dominance, there was a game years ago the Chiefs played Denver on a, on a Sunday night, and it was the year – it was on Christmas. And it was the year after Manning had retired. And they were still fighting for the playoffs. And Kansas City beat him something like 34 to 7. And I remember in the last minute of the game, the Chiefs had the ball, and everybody thought they were going to kneel down. And they got down near the goal line, and they had not Terry Poe throw a touchdown pass. It was like they wanted not just to beat them, but to humiliate them. They, they want a national television, the whole deal. That's what the Bills wanted to do in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't blame them. I, they wanted, to, they wanted to, to just put it in Belichick's face as much as they possibly could and good on them. They did it. Um, I thought it was easily the best performance of the weekend. Um, as far as confidence level from a Kansas City perspective, look, I mean, yeah, how would you not be? I mean, they've won 10 of 11. Their defense has been statistically the best in football over that over that stretch. They, I get the Steelers have no offense, but the Chiefs held them to like 40-some-odd yards through two-and-a-half quarters before it became a you know, garbage-time game. You know, offensively, the first quarter-and-a-half of that game – I was sitting there thinking, like, are they gonna are they gonna screw around and make this a football game? Are they gonna lose? And then they just scored 35 points in 10 minutes. And I think that's where a lot of the I think that's where a lot of the confidence for anybody who roots for KC comes in. Like they just can do that in a way that and I and honestly this ain't disrespect to a Buffalo or Green Bay or Tampa. I don't know that anybody with the with the lightning can do it like that, where where it's just an avalanche of points. And I think when when you have that ability, you always feel as a team like, well, then they're in a game. I will say though, I think it's the best game of the NFL season. I think it's a great game. You know, a lot of times in divisional rounds, two good teams like these are two teams that can win the Super Bowl. It's yep. it, it's. I think quite honestly, I think it's almost the AFC Championship game. Really, I mean, whoever wins is going to be the favorite to win the following weekend, mm-hmm. all more away. They're, they're two great teams. And I think no, no matter who wins, it's a hell of a win. And no matter who loses, like, it's disappointing. But it's not like you're going home going, man, you lost to a, a team you should have beat. I mean, 
they're they're both just fantastic. Right. Wh- whoever loses, it's it's tough, but there's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. And you touched on it a little bit already. How the Chiefs, you know, throughout the first quarter or so of last night's game against Pittsburgh, um, it seemed that they were maybe sleepwalking a little bit. Obviously, Watt had the touchdown yeah. on the fumble recovery, um, and then. Second quarter comes around and it's bombs away what we're used to. And Tyreek Hill had a few big catches. Uh, Travis Kelsey had a touchdown on like third and 25 or something like that. Um, and before, ha- I mean, once once they went up 14 to seven, it felt like 200 to seven at that point. It just felt like it was oh, going to yeah. be out of reach. So um, what what did you make of uh, the offense just pouring it on, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the game? I think they want to get themselves ahead for next week. I mean, they... I don't say this to be disrespectful to your Steelers. They they don't they didn't care about Pittsburgh. Um, they didn't didn't care about it. They they wanted to get ready for Buffalo. And mm-hmm. look, I just don't think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's got players on, on defense in some spots. But I just think I, I I guess what I mean is like the Chiefs would have had to have a cataclysmic meltdown to lose that game, which they were on their way to doing for 20 minutes as they gave up a defensive score and they, they threw a pick in the red zone. And, but you know, I, I was talking to people around them this week and there was the one prevailing thought, like we just have to focus. We have to focus. And I think all week they kind of had to convince themselves they had to focus. And then that touchdown by Watt kind of made them all go, okay, yeah, we actually have to like, we have to play. And then it was over. Mm-hmm. But if, look, if you're, if you're, a Chiefs fan, I think the one team in the AFC you respect is Buffalo. At least that's how I feel. I mean, Buffalo is the one team that you know if you don't play well, like, and even if you do play well, you can still lose that game. Um, these other teams, like even the Bengals game, like the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, but the Chiefs were a disaster in that game and lost on a last-second field goal on the road. Right? Like if the Chiefs played even just a decent football game, they would have won that game. Right. Um, Tennessee, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like, if Kansas City plays Tennessee, if they just play well, they're going to win. Buffalo's a different animal because they're so similar in a lot of ways. You know, defensively, they don't have, like, crazy star power, but they're they're well-coached. They're good defenses. Offensively, you got two great young quarterbacks. you got really big-time weapons on the outside. You know, Knox isn't Kelsey, but he's developed into a nice player. You know, Singletary can run the ball. He's run the ball a lot better recently. There's just similar teams. You know, they, they both can play a game where you can win 20 to 17 or you can win a game 41 38. So it's going to be a hell of a football game. And you said it earlier, too. This this seems like the AFC championship because, you know, whether the Bengals do end up upsetting the, uh, the Titans this week and maybe right. they travel to Buffalo or, or somebody travels to Nashville, I just think that either the Chiefs or the Bills are, are riding an absolute hot streak right now. They kind of both peaked at the right time. Uh, they both had their lows throughout the regular season, but now that we're in the postseason, it's a different animal. And uh, you know, we we saw what they what Kansas City did to Pittsburgh. We saw what the Bills did to New England. So they both have it in them. Um, and this is definitely going to be probably the game of the off season, or of the postseason, and like you said, maybe the game of the season. So we talked about the AFC. Um, I, I want to get your take on the NFC here quick because we're not going to keep you for too long. So we'll, we'll we'll move over to the NFC quick here and. Yeah, you know, your favorite for the NFC. We're not done with Wild Card Weekend, like we said. We still have Rams, Cardinals to go here. But is your favorite still the Packers here? The Packers are still on their bye week. They still have maybe the most complete team in the NFC, probably the most complete team in the NFC, maybe in the whole NFL. So, is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are they your favorite right now? They are, um, but I got to tell you, the Niners are not the greatest matchup in the world for the Packers. The Packers can't stop the run. The mm-hmm. Niners, they will run the ball to death. 
Now, I thought that Niners-Cowboys game was an exhibition on how not to coach a football game. Like, both of them. <laughs> like, everybody loves Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was atrocious in that yes. game. Did everything imaginable to lose. Like, there's an example of they're good teams. If either one of those teams had played a team like the Caliber, the Chiefs, or the Bills, it would have lost like 30 points from yesterday. <laughs> that game would have been a massacre. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think the Niners match up with them. Now, they got to be healthy. If Bosa doesn't play, if Warner can't play or is really compromised, that changes things. The Niners are a weird matchup for the Packers. I would not be shocked if the Packers lost that game. Now, that said, I think they will win. I think the Buccaneers are going to clobber whoever they get out of, out of this game tonight. I think they kill them. And then I think you're going to have the Packers and the Brady, you know, Brady part two. Um, but to me, to me, there's four teams left that can win the Super Bowl, and it's Green Bay and Tampa Bay and it's Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, that that's I, I don't I don't think either team playing and I can win it. I don't think the Niners can win the Super Bowl. The, the quarterbacks beat the hell, and he's not good anyway. And I don't think Tennessee or Cincinnati can win the Super Bowl. You want to make case you can get there? Okay, maybe. I don't think they can win it. Um, and, of course, one of those teams is out this weekend with Casey and Buffalo. So yep. um, I do think the Packers are the favorite. They're at home. They're off a bye. The other thing to watch with Tampa is how banged up are they up front? Like, if Worfs and Jensen are legitimately hurt, that's a huge deal. I mean, let's be real. I mean, Kurt, you know, you've watched Brady your whole life. Like, one thing about that, if you can get pressure on him, like any yep. quarterback, he becomes he becomes much less effective. Yep. And he is the engine of that team because their defense is not as good as it was a year ago. They're, they're not a team that scares you like, oh, they're just going to pound the ball. And if they don't have Jensen and Worf, they're not going to – they really aren't going to scare you doing that. Right. So that is the one X factor. If those guys are, are really compromised, then I think it becomes even easier for the Packers. But this is a weird matchup. It's kind of like that game against the Browns on Christmas where the Browns threw four picks. It still should have won the game because mm. they just ran it down Green Bay's throat all afternoon. San Francisco is going to do that in this game. So I'll be curious how it shakes. And you, you touched on, you know, both teams tonight uh, with Los Angeles and Arizona. What, uh, you know, factors of both those teams uh, kind of rules them out for you? Kingsbury rules them out for me. He, the guy didn't have a winning record with Mahomes in college. I mean, come on, like what? Yeah. And in and, and all seriousness, he just—he's not a good in-game coach. He's—he's he's te- look the same reason I thought Dallas was going to lose this weekend. By the way, if the Rams win, I'm six and zero. I'm feeling pretty good about my picks this weekend. So I, uh, which I've never done, by the way, ever. I don't think I've ever played in four wild card games. I don't think I ever won four. So I'm hoping the Rams pull it out. So I, I can say I'm six and zero. But I look I, the, the Rams. It's easy. It's a Stafford. He's so inconsistent. Like tonight, they should win that football game. I believe. But at the same point, like, would you would you be shocked if Stafford just throws him out of the damn football game? I mean, he throws picks all the time. Yep. Like Seventeen the time. on the year. You know, I, I he's just he's so inconsistent. But I think they win because Kingsbury just he just scares the hell out of me in any important situations. And I was going to say earlier, same reason with Dallas, like with McCarthy. You know, it's like, how do you how are you the most penalized team in football and you go into a playoff game and you have fourteen penalties? Like, and then you blame the officials after the game. Like, yeah, six of them were pre-snap. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like, coach your team better. Dak's like, oh, I'm glad they threw trash at the officials. I mean, what? You're, you're a bunch of losers. You're losers. You're a bunch of you're a bunch of front runners. Okay, can you imagine Brady say whatever you want about him mm-hmm. after a playoff game, being like, I'm glad they threw trash at the yeah. officials. Yeah, right. 
Can you right. imagine Belichick or Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin going, yeah, you know, the officials, they're the reason we lost. There's no way. <laughs> and they're the Cowboys, who are the biggest bunch of losers on the face of the earth over the last quarter century. Okay? They haven't gotten an NFC title game since 95. You know who's been to a title game more recently than that? Jacksonville. The Jets three times. Okay, So the Cowboys, the losers that they are, can't deal with the fact that they lost. I just look at it and say, look, the Rams – they're more talented than the Cardinals, are, but you know, Stafford scares me, and I don't think I I can't see him beating Brady and then beating Rodgers. I just, yeah, that's yeah, just not happening. That's fair, and I I think the thing with the Rams too, with Jared, you and I talked about it last episode, is you know if they don't get it done, I mean you you need to at least get past this game. If you don't get past the first round after all the moves you made, after all this money you have spent and draft picks you have sent away. If you don't get past the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs and wild card weekend, you are in some trouble. So I think the Rams will win tonight mainly for that reason. I think they they kind of feel the heat. I think they might, you know, kind of maybe even get a little desperate here. Um, so I, I think the Rams do win this weekend. But like you said, I mean, I don't think I have much faith in them going much further than that, going toe to toe with Brady, with with uh, Rodgers, with anybody in the NFC. They're just they're just not that complete of a team. You know, the, the Cardinals are just they're, – they're weird in a sense. Murray can have a game where he goes for 350 total yards, he's running around, he's, you know, he's, and he becomes just the one-man offense. But I don't – you know, I think in the playoffs, like not to say that being a, a, a true team doesn't matter. It matters a ton. But you've got to have guys in the playoffs that you can just say, look, I need a first down. I'm throwing to that guy. I, you know, we need a big stop. That guy's going to get pressure. We got to shut down this receiver. That corner can do it. You know, I, I think your scheme certainly is is incredibly important to coaching all that stuff. But at some point, like you have to have the players who just do it. You have to have the player who just says, like, look. I mean, we were, we were talking about him earlier. Like Josh Allen, if it's third and nine, if nobody's open, he can run for it on, on a lot of occasions, or it can just say, look, the hell with it. I'm going to throw the ball into the size of a shoebox. I can do it. You know, I can't tell you how many times. I mean, look, last night, the no offense, Jarrett, the backbreaker <laughs> of that game, in my opinion, was a touchdown for halftime. Mm-hmm. It's third and 20. I mean, how many teams in that spot even get a field goal? The third and 20 at, like, midfield, mm-hmm. and he just rolls out and guns one down the sideline. And it's game's over. Like, that. how many quarterbacks in the league make that play? Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen. Maybe Russell Wilson, right? Like it's a, ha- a Herbert, handful of guys, handful mm-hmm. of guys going to make that play. And I just, you know, that again is why with the Rams, like, or excuse me, with the Cardinals, I, th- I think, look, Murray is the kind of guy who can, can do that at times, but he doesn't consistently do it. If they don't have Hopkins, I look at them and go, oh, who's the guy? Who's the guy? James Conner is a nice player. He's not the guy. You know, Zach Ertz is a fine tight end, but he's not that guy. You know, like Rondell Moore, it's just you, – you need that guy. And I, I think Stafford's going to have to throw the game away tonight for them to lose. But, again, it's Matt Stafford, and it's on the table. Like, I, I hate to rule that out prematurely. You did a piece earlier this year on McVay and the Rams. If they lose tonight, do you think that adds a little bit of doubt into him going forward? I think it has to. I mean, you just mortgage the future, like seven years' worth after yeah. this golf thing. And – you can't beat the Cardinals. Yep. That'd be brutal. That would be a brutal loss. Look, yeah. 
I'll be honest with you. After all that they've put into this team, I, I think at minimum, you got to get the AFC title game. Yeah. Like, you got to even go beat the Bucs. You do. Yep. Like, I don't care. Look, and I get it. I, and I'm not picking them, too. I, I think the Bucs will thrash them if they play them. But I think, look, that's the kind of thing, though, you put all your chips into the middle of the table. You better be able to beat some of these big boy teams. Right. You know? Like, I don't want to hear, like, well, we got a tough draw. Yeah, it's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. right? Of course you got a tough draw. And division division <laughs> titles are nice. Giants? Yeah. Like, you know, so, right. you know, hey, and you know what, too? They would have been the two seed if they could have beaten the Niners. 17 nothing up at half. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear it out of them. Like, you, now you need to go on the road. If they had beaten the Niners, they would have gotten the Eagles, so they would have killed. Because anybody in the playoffs would kill the Eagles, except maybe the Steelers. And then, All right. it, it, it is what it is, man. They're, they're horrendous. And then you you draw um, – by the way, the Chiefs, fun fact, have retired Roethlisberger and Luck in uh, the last, like, three seasons. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe they beat Rodgers in the Super Bowl this year. He retires, and hey. everybody can just thank the Chiefs. Uh, but, no, look, I – but if they were the two seed, they would have beat Philly. I think we all agree on that. And then they would have been they would have been playing whoever won the four five game, which if if memory serves, I think would have been the Cowboys or the Cardinals. Rams are probably going to the NFC Championship game, mm-hmm. but they can't they can't do anything up seventeen nothing against torn UCL Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> and they lose that game with the help of Stafford throwing two picks. Yeah, and now they got to go on. I mean, yep. they. They made it hard on themselves, and you know they don't get at least the title game. Yeah, it's like great, you did all this crap, and you went to the same spot you went to last year. Exactly, division titles are nice, playoff appearances are nice, but yes. you need a Super Bowl. You need a Super Bowl with all these moves you have made, and if you don't get there, big changes are going to come. Even though you've already made big changes, so there's there's a lot riding on not only this game but the rest of the season for the LA Rams. Yeah, there is, I mean. You know, the hard thing, too, with them is, like, you have no draft picks. What are you going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have no draft picks. This is okay. like, well, Ebony, cheap labor, you're going to have to spend some more money to bring guys in. Yeah. I mean, you just have no picks. and mm-hmm. You know, these, these teams that do this stuff, I mean, Seattle traded away two first-round picks for, for dime <laughs> linebacker Jamal Adams. And how's that going? Yep. They have no picks. They whip on a million of their other picks. And it's, like, great. You have – you have a great quarterback who now wants out. Mm-hmm. You have two receivers, and you have about 40 guys who can't play. And that's – I mean, look, if you look at the teams that win consistently, they draft really well. That's what they do. They draft well. If you don't draft well, you have no shot in the NFL. I, you you may have a year where you rise because you had a great free agency class or something. The Pats spent $164 million this offseason. A hundred and sixty-four million more than any team in the NFL. What to get them? They won two more games in a season that was one game longer, and they got their their rear ends blown out in the playoff game. They they don't draft well enough. Like Barmore is a nice player, but like Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Look, Kurt, you would have been proud of me when you guys lost to Tampa. I immediately tweeted out because I watched that game live. I was writing my column about it, and I immediately tweeted out after that game. I don't care if they lost this game; they're going to win that division. And I had so many Pats fans. You're a hater. You're a hater. <laughs> Mac Jones, he's Brady 2.0. How's that going? 
<laughs> like, he folded like a cheap suit in the rain when these games became big. Lost to the Colts, <laughs> lost lost to the Bills, lost to the Bills again. Not all, to be fair, I don't think the playoff game was all his fault. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. But you know, look, the bottom line is, why are the Bills really good? Because they drafted really well. That's why they're really good. I mean, almost every guy in that team that is really good, other than Diggs, who they traded for, is is a guy who, in most cases, they drafted. Kansas City, they drafted all these guys. I mean, their offensive line is worlds better. Now, they traded for Brown, they did, they, and they did sign Tooney, but part of the reason they're so much better is they drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. They drafted Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. And they drafted Bolton and Gay at linebacker, who have been huge for him, and Chris Jones, right? Like, you know, all their corners, these three corners have come out of nowhere to be really good for them, and Ward and Sneed and, and, and Fenton and, and Thornhill on the back end. They drafted all these guys. And the Rams and the Seahawks always seems like it. Like they don't draft anybody either because they don't pitch or they're not good at it. And it's like, yeah, well, of course your quarterback wants out. He's got two wide receivers and five five dummies up front, <laughs> five mannequins. Yeah. I mean, you got to be able to draft well. It's the way to win consistently. You know, Matt, it's been a running gag on this show where every time you come on, you take a couple jabs at my Steelers, you take a couple jabs at Ben Roethlisberger. This actually might be the last time that we do that because last night was it. Oh, it is it's, the last time. It's, it's it. It's it's done. Ben Roethlisberger's done. So do you have any uh, parting remarks uh, on the maybe the career of Ben or if you wanted to get one last little uppercut in uh, to just kind of carry on for old time's sake? <laughs> I mean – he had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. I think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. That being said, he played two years too long. And every Steelers fan, including you, Bailey, who's been like, well, I don't understand why Canada doesn't open up the offense. I mean, are you guys blind? Oh, hey, I've come around to that over – I did that last year. If where I see one more Steelers <laughs> fan, or even some of your weird, bizarre beat writers who are like, if they would just give him more of an opportunity. He, he throws – like, I throw left-handed <laughs> – like this idea that like if they open the offense up, he would throw forty interceptions. He could. You, my God, how many times did they drop a pick of his yesterday? They At least two or three. Oh, yeah, there was a God, few of them. Brutal. He's brutal. Like they have good receivers. He can't do anything. It was look. The Chiefs should have had a retirement ceremony for him before the game. Sent them out right. Okay. I got to tell you, when Spagnuolo and Reed were going up shaking his hand after the game, I wish they were mic'd up. I guarantee you they were probably like, you want to go play for Denver? You want Two more years. You got it. You can still do it. They're probably trying to talk him out of it. I mean, look, they should have played taps as he walked off the field. It was one of those – and if I – I get it. He's a Hall of Famer. The most embarrassing thing, the last five minutes of that game last night, where NBC's like waxing poetic about what an unbelievable champion he is. Look, he was a decade ago. He has been an atrocity for two years. I mean, I'm not kidding. Kelsey threw the ball harder than him last night. I saw, you know what? I saw you tweet that. I was like, all right. <laughs> Kelsey, all right. <laughs> Kelsey has a better arm than, than Ben Roethlisberger at this point. So, look, he's a Hall of Famer. I'd back that 100% first ballot, in my opinion. I will miss watching him play. I wish he would hang around longer. Uh, but, unfortunately... I think they're probably tired of pumping and bombing fluid into him. And so it, it's now it's time to move on. I, I look very forward to seeing who you guys have a quarterback next year. Well, fingers crossed it's either uh, a certain a certain man from Seattle or Green Bay if, uh, oh, if all my dreams come Green true. Bay. So you, you better play it from Seattle. I, I think that was the perfect parting remarks remarks from Matt right there. That was that was great. 
No, Matt, better way to send them off. We always appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, we'll do this again soon. You know what? Hold on. I have a present for you. You haven't. First of all, you know what? Was it wasn't Roethlisberger? It wasn't Roethlisberger. Okay. Here. Hold on. Give me one second. I, I have no idea what this is. So this present is from him, not me. Um, but we can make fun of his so, chair. I've been teasing the return of a certain what, show that we did. Lawn furniture. Well, here's That's the thing. I, it's become a running gag on this show that I don't have. Be. I don't have a chair yet, so I've been using a lawn chair. So that's become we, a running. Do we, we okay, go fund me? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Then you know, like IKEA or something. You need I've, gas money. I've I've just gotten you know it's just I'm it's very low on my to do list right now. But Kurt and I have teased uh, a return of a certain show that we did all of last summer, and this is still yours. I know it uh, is. from from last summer three you times. Me, you think he, you think he forgot about that? He remembers that. He thinks about it, it every is. day. And you know who else remembers it? A certain uh, Greek god who covers college football uh, for NBC Sports Edge. And uh, college <laughs> football's over when now. He, when he beats me once, you'll let me know. All right. I'm Who's my guy? But I got to talk crap. He talks crap all the time. He, he, does, does, he, more, does. he, does, he does it more than you do, which is saying something. Door's hilarious. I, I like great. Door a lot. But I, I also I have, to, I have to trash him as a human being uh, until, he, <laughs> until he beats me, which he will one day. But until he does. All right. That belt is yours for now. That's right. Matt, we appreciate it. Can't wait to see you again for the next Trivia Bowl, which uh, we'll be doing soon. You guys have a few weeks in Mobile. All right. Take All care, right. buddy. Have fun, Matt. See ya. Uh, and that's Matt Verderam from Fanside. I'd always love talking to him. Uh, yes. My computer's about to die, so I'm going to plug that in on the fly. Kurt, you want to give us a word Good. from our sponsors? Of course. Uh, and a little, little heads up, too, because my computer is being very spotty because I don't know why. Uh, connection is, is not good tonight. So if I do... Uh, cut out at some point. My apologies, but I trust Jared to uh, take us home if that happens. But I, I, yes, I will give a word from our wonderful sponsors. Uh, our sponsors, MMG Industrial. They are a production production and machining shop located right here in South Buffalo in my backyard. Uh, they're uniquely suited to meet your machining needs with several milling and turning machine centers, an in-house quality control lab, and a flexibility of multi-shift staffing and very competitive rates. Uh, they can meet all your needs in a very timely manner. And they're also looking to hire. They're looking to hire experienced CNC machinists and programmers. Um, so if that is you, if you are looking for a new position somewhere, give them a call today at 716-939-2114. Or you can visit them online at mmgindustrial.com. Like I said, they are right here in my backyard in South Buffalo. And they are looking to hire so give them a shout uh, if you're looking for that. We we really appreciate our sponsors for everything they do for us uh, and, and everything they do to support us. So give them a call today. If you need them, visit them online at mmgindustrial.com. As we wait here for Jared to get back on the mic, plugging in his computer, we are just uh, filling some dead air here. But we do have uh, Rams and Cardinals kicking off in just about 15 minutes here on the East Coast. Jared, welcome back, my friend. If you can hear me, and there he is. Welcome back, my friend. I hope everybody enjoyed that little peek behind the uh, magician's curtain when it comes to how we get the show running. Yes, I, I, I filled some good dead air. I gave a nice word from our sponsor. That's good. And we are off, my friend. Uh, like I just said before you joined us, Rams Cardinals kicking off soon here. We just had yeah. kind of broke that down a little bit. And I want to know the over-under for how many times we are going to get a J.J. Watt story tonight. Uh, here we go. Because guess what? He's back for the playoffs, and I am so sick of it already. 
when he Can did I that just... for, when he did that for Houston when they when they played the Bills, it drove me nuts. And I just know it's going to happen again. ESPN, it's not that special anymore. He's an yeah. old, washed up defensive end who had a fabulous career, a great career, one of the best of all time. But my God, they are just beating a dead horse with that story. Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of just hit the the nail on the head there. Um, there is no player that ESPN loves more than JJ Watt. And there is no player who's been more overrated over the past four or five years than JJ Watt, who's been constantly hurt, constantly dealing with injuries, in and out of lineups. He moved to Arizona this year, obviously, when they could have kept Hassan Reddick around. Um, so yeah, the entire the entire JJ Watt thing, like oh, you said it. He's won what three defensive player of the years. He's gonna be a first battle hall of famer. Great. He's had a hell of Great a player. hell of a career. Um, I, I think at this point, he's more name value than talent value. So, yeah, I mean, he'll play tonight. That's great. I don't see it. He'll, prob- he'll, probably, he'll probably make a big stop or get a sack or, or do something. Uh, ESPN will just explode because they'll just love it so much. Um, so not looking forward to that. But I am looking forward to next weekend because divisional round, we just talked about it with Matt. Bills, Chiefs, maybe the game of the year. Game of this offseason. Oh, my God. Why do I keep saying it? Game of this postseason so far. I keep That's been like a running thing for you on here. You're just. I know. Last (laughs) episode I did it too. And I don't know why. I really don't because I need to live in the moment and and appreciate it that my Bills are making a run for the Super Bowl here. But, um, yes, next weekend, divisional round. We get to see the Titans for the first time in the playoffs this year. We get to see the Packers for the first time this year in the playoffs. And both of those games, I don't think are a gimme. Uh, Matt kind of prefaced it there. I definitely think the Bengals are going to give the, uh, the Titans a run for their money. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to beat Tennessee. I think they'll advance to the AFC Championship game. And, um, I mean, I already picked Buffalo to win against Kansas City. I'm perfect to my picks, too, this weekend, actually. Spoiler alert. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that Buffalo will advance and they'll host Cincinnati in the AFC championship game, um, which, by the way, will be a very fun game. That that oh, that would be goodness. very, very good. It, it, it will probably be negative 10 degrees again, and Joey B and the Bengals will be marching into Cold Orchard Park, and I'll be sitting there waiting for it, and I, I, I can't wait for it already. I just Yeah, how was that, by the way? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so let, let me let me lay the scene for you here. So it was, you know, 9 a.m. in the morning, games at 8.15. Go downstairs, look at the temperature. It's about six degrees. And I'm like, oh, good golly, it's going to be cold. So day goes on. Number kind of stays the same. Go to the tailgate, and um, it, it is frigid, um, very cold. We have, we have space heaters at the tailgate and everything, but, oh, my gosh, it was worth it. It was the best that was the best NFL game no the best Bills game I have ever watched I mean it was perfect it was there is not a single complaint about that whole game my only complaint maybe is that they got the garbage time touchdown at the end to give them 17 points but either way 47 to 17 this wasn't just a regular season game. This wasn't just a, you know, end of the season game. It doesn't matter. This was the first round of the playoffs against a team that has tormented you for 20 years. And you took out all of anger in a one night of football. You took out 20 years of anger and it felt so good. 
because there was never a doubt. There was the Bills went up seven nothing. Patriots almost scored, but Micah Hyde had an incredible interception, one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. Just the ground that he covered was amazing. So it was a perfect game. Um, it was it was the perfect way to start the Bills postseason here. So looking forward to them traveling to Kansas City. They already did it once. They already traveled to Kansas City and beat them in the regular season and beat them very convincingly. Um, but it is a different Kansas City team. The Chiefs are yeah. a lot different from when they faced them in whatever it was, week five. So this is going to be a heavyweight matchup. And like Matt said, this is uh, probably the AFC championship, if you had to make a guess. And uh, you know what else that means, Kurt? You know, near the tail end of the regular season, we said that. The New we England Patriots right. we would right. lose to the Indianapolis Colts. We said that the Buffalo Bills would go into Foxborough and they would beat the New England Patriots. And we said that the Buffalo Bills would still win the AFC East. But to top it all off, to give us the cycle, we said that the New England Patriots would be a one and done in the playoffs. And Kurt, you know what that means, mate? We got them. We're right. You know what? We might have been wrong. We might have been very wrong about the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, we, we were, were so right wrong about the Las Vegas Raiders. Video. <laughs> Journey, uh, and bring out the, the Twitter world for this because, yes, we were right. And I don't want to rub it in your face. That's fine. But, you know, this whole season, we we kind of we told people to pump the brakes on the Patriots. They're a good yeah. team. They had a very good defense. They're still well coached. Mac Jones did fine. But they're not this powerhouse elite team that was going to make a run and go for a Bucks pets Super Bowl. I mean, that everybody was kind of talking about. So, right. Yeah. Um, if we would have made a parlay out of the, the end of the Patriots season, we would have been uh, some very rich men, but we did not do that. So that's okay. We just have the pride to say we did. Yeah, I kind of wish we would have now at this point, that, <laughs> now that you bring that up. But yeah, um, I'll kind of just echo what you just said. Um, and a little bit of what Matt said too. At some point, you need a quarterback in this league. And yes, there's exceptions. There's the Foles year, um, Garoppolo, um, the 49ers got to the Super Bowl, but you know, the Eagles team that rode to the Super Bowl was just a very complete team, had a great offensive line, a good defense, a good running game. The 49ers team that made it to the Super Bowl had a great defense, a great offensive line, a great running game. Um, so the Patriots aren't built like that. They don't have any elite talent on offense. They have a solid offensive line. Defensively, they were very stout. The Mac Jones isn't going to go into uh, Orchard Park in, in January if it's not windy not 30-mile-an-hour wins where he throws the ball three times and the Patriots win. Uh, the, I saw somebody say today, uh, do the Patriots move off Mac Jones and try to get some, try to get an upgrade? As, as crazy as it might sound, Kurt, if you're Bill Belichick, you have a chance to get Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, because that's, that's the thing, too. If you look at Bill Belichick, I mean, it, obviously, we see it now. We, he rode the coattails of Tom Brady. He, he was – Tom Brady was – the heart of that team because now Bill Belichick has to coach a team in, in 2021 where football is a lot different than what it was when he first started. Um, you know, you get quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Patrick Holmes, Herbert, Tyler, these guys that are mobile but have big arms, and that is not what Mac Jones is. Mac Jones is the prototypical game managing quarterback that's going to stand in the pocket, give you, a, you know, if he has a good offensive line, give him five seconds to throw, and he's going to give you a, a quick spine. I mean. Look how much money they spent on tight ends this year. Look how much money they spent on these skill guys that really aren't worth it. So 
they need to adapt. And that's kind of, I feel like they were just trying to replicate and come as close as they possibly could to the Tom Brady uh, Patriots. But Tom Brady made Chris Hogan look like an all pro wide receiver. I mean, he was, he was just that good. That's just the type of player he was. And you're never going to be able to find a player like that again. So you have to adapt, you have to adapt and we'll see. Um, I obviously games with Mac Jones, but he's going to need a lot of help. And that's, not really what you want in the quarterback you want somebody that's going to make the team around him better so we'll see um but there will definitely definitely be a lot of moving pieces quarterback wise in the league this offseason that there will and uh we can close on this you know rams and uh cardinals are going to be uh if they haven't kicked off already they're about to um i would be remiss if i didn't touch on this because uh it is the end of an era um i'll I'll let you have the floor Look, here's the thing, you know, against Cleveland, we've said this for the like the past three weeks. Oh, Kurt, even he really did give me the floor. I'm wow. giving you the floor, my friend. So against Cleveland, last home game at Heinz Field, it was like, all right, well, one more home game of Ben. And then they win that, and then they go on the road to Baltimore. All right, one more game of Ben. And then Jacksonville decides that they love Pittsburgh, and the Steelers beat Baltimore, and uh, Derek Carr calls a timeout with two seconds left and Daniel Carlson kicks a field goal and somehow the Steelers are in the playoffs and we're like, holy hell. And like, All right, one more game of Ben. <laughs> and it just kept being dragged on. Um, and, you know, going into the week, I don't think anybody, nobody in the right mind who was realistic about this went into uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, expecting the Steelers to win. I know I didn't. Uh, there was a Brief moment of hope in the first quarter when T.J. Watt returned uh, the fumble for a touchdown. They're up seven nothing, and you know there was that 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 split second of hope. Um, but then Kansas City did what Kansas City does in the second quarter and just torched the Steelers. They were just outgunned. Um, and so, for me personally, um, this is this is different. This is new um, for my entire fandom, which spans back to kindergarten. It's probably around six. It was Ben's rookie year, 2004. Um, that's when I have the earliest recollection of football. And being 23 now, uh, he's still here. <laughs> and uh, that's, I, th- I think for people my age who have been fans this long, um, I feel like part of them is also going out with him because this was, this has been our quarterback for 20 years. Um, you know, throughout all of the different brigades, the, um, you know, the different changes, all the players who have come and gone, he's been this one constant that we've been able to hold on to. Um, so I think for a lot of people, um, Ben has been like a symbol of, you know, what the Steelers are a symbol of kind of our childhood, honestly, too. Um, and it's um, it's going to be so different watching somebody else under center going forward. Um, and it hit me a little bit last night for the first time. Like, it didn't hit me so much in the Cleveland game. It did when he was taking the victory lap a little bit. But even then, I was like, all right, yeah, we still got one more game. And then, they, you know, everything happened where they got into the playoffs. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, one more game. Yeah, let's just drag this thing out. Um, once like the two minute warning hit last night and they kind of showed that little brief video package, that's when it started to hit me pretty hard. Um, so whoever the quarterback is 
this coming season, whether it be um, whether it be Rodgers, whether they make a move for Russell Wilson, um, a different vet. God forbid they decide to draft a guy. God forbid even more. It's Mason Rudolph. Um, it has been one hell of a ride uh, with number seven under center. Um, two Super Bowls, three Super Bowl appearances, two passing titles. Um, rewriting the record books for not just the team, but the NFL record books in general, inserting his name into several important categories. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer, and my mind a top 10 quarterback of all time. And um, it is going to be so strange next year and going forward, really. Um, obviously, we'll get more used to it you now, but um, training camp, preseason, those first few weeks, especially week one, like n- him not being there is just going to be so odd. It's going to hurt a little bit, and it hurts a little bit now. Um, now it'll hurt a lot less if they get Russell Wilson, (laughs) that'll take the sting away a little bit. Um, but regardless, uh, salute seven, it's been a hell of a run. That was beautiful, my friend, That was but, uh, I know that he means a lot to Pittsburgh and he means a lot to you, but, uh, it, it, with all the Pittsburgh greats, with all the Steeler greats, obviously this team's been around for a long, long time. He's probably guy. Maybe he's just because I'm younger now, but he, he, he Steelers. You know, he he yeah. is the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's their quarterback. Um, has been for a long, long time, and and like you said, is one. Of, so yes, it will be uh, it will be strange seeing on the Bible next year, but maybe it will be. Uh, the start of something new and more exciting for you. So yes, another, another one, another great has uh, moved on. That sounds like he just died. He did not die. <laughs> he's, he's just retiring. But uh, yeah, another great is, is, is in the books, but uh, a great career for, for big Ben number seven there in Pittsburgh. That it was. So I think that's a pretty good way to, uh, to end this episode as we go into divisional weekend. Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? Find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88. Uh, if you just, if you're thinking about becoming a Bills fan, there's there's only a few spots left on the bandwagon. So <laughs> hop along for this playoff run because it's going to be magical. This team is uh, this team is special. So it was fun uh, this, this first round. It'll be even more fun this second round. So join along there uh, for, for everything Bills and uh, everything Buffalo, really. Sabres, Bandits, Bills. Have some fun with me. Jarrett, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. Uh, a bunch of Steelers stuff for a bunch of different places, whether it be Steel Curtain on Fansided, uh, Steeler Nation now. A um, bunch of different places for Steelers stuff, NFL stuff in general on Fansided. Big piece coming out next week that I'm really excited about. Um, again, I'll tease it. Uh, sat down with a former NFL MVP today. Gave me such a good conversation. It was so much fun. <laughs> and I'm looking forward for you guys to be able to read all that. Um and then um, probably tomorrow or Wednesday morning uh, for anybody, all my wrestling fan followers, uh, Voice of Impact Wrestling, Tom Hannafan and I are going to sit down. You can find that streaming on my Twitter page, uh, my YouTube, all of that. Um, we'll be talking everything Impact Hard to Kill, uh, his time at uh, WWE, a bunch of that stuff. So that'll be exciting as well. But all of it, yeah, you can find it at NFL 
on Twitter. We have got Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals. The winner will go to Raymond James Stadium this weekend to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a trip to the NFC Championship game on the line. And uh, it'll be a fun weekend. It's been a fun weekend already. This will put a nice little bow on it. Hopefully it's a good game. It should be. Both of these teams had phenomenal regular seasons, and we'll see where it takes us. And hopefully the divisional round will be as exciting as wildcard weekend was. And we'll be here to recap it all with you. Uh, so Jared Bailey, Kurt Homiser, laces out. We will see you guys next week to recap everything that happened in the divisional round. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.